Welcome back to another episode of Tanya Burton's mini podcast. All right, today's topic is awesome and I hope it brings a lot of value to you. We're gonna go over 10 simple fat loss habits you need to be doing. You know, there's a lot of different ways to lose weight that can work. Low carb can work, Weight Watchers can work, even the paleo diet can work. And here's why, any diet that successfully puts you in a calorie deficit can work. The problem is just because it can work doesn't mean it will work. And you know, you might get two or three weeks worth of results, but if you can't adhere to the rules or strategies of that particular nutrition plan, you know, you'll just end up in that vicious cycle of yo-yo dieting, which is awful. I have been there. (laughs) But really quickly, before we get started, let's go over what are fat loss habits. Fat loss habits are just the routines and the rituals you do on a daily and weekly basis that help you lose fat. You know, and they also help you maintain your results in the long term without being in a constant state of gaining weight and dieting. So here we go, 10 simple fat loss habits you need to start incorporating today. So be sure to get out your pen and paper and jot these down. Okay, so number one, eat similar foods. You know, regardless of how much variety you prefer, the truth is the less variety you create with your food choices, the less stress you're going to encounter in your daily and weekly meal prep. Now, I don't recommend like restricting yourself to a short itty bitty list of foods, especially if you don't enjoy them. Instead, you should make a list of healthy foods that you enjoy and use them as the staples in your diet. Here are some of my staple foods. Feel free to jot them down if you enjoy the food. So here we go. I enjoy 98-2 ground turkey. I love making patties with them. Um, Chicken breast, I love deli meat, yogurt. Fairlife milk is amazing and delicious. Zero fat is is just great and it's filled with protein. I also enjoy Fit Crunch and Protein Crisp protein bars for my sweet tooth and it's great amount of protein. I also like Muscle Milk and Premier Protein Shakes for my protein intake. And then I also have, you know, frozen veggie bags. I have regular potatoes or instant mashed potatoes. Um, I enjoy like the individual servings of mac and cheese. Amazing. Uh, I love, love, love salad fixings. I have salad about twice a day. It is my go-to. I always start every meal with, with them. And so I always have that in my refrigerator. I love berries and apples. And I always have 45 calorie bread or lavash bread at home. You know, and I use these foods to make different dishes. And then what I'll do is I'll swap out the protein and carb and fat sources depending on my preference. Now, this isn't a like comprehensive list of all the foods I eat, but I'll be honest, they make up like 90 to 95% of my meals when I'm prepping at home. And I also recommend having two to four different dishes for each meal that you can easily rotate. You know, and if you had that traditional breakfast, lunch, and dinner, then you'd have six to 12 different dishes to play with. And another useful approach is to eat the same dishes for each meal and only change them when you want something new. And I'll be honest, like Monday through Friday, I will probably, you know, I'll stick to the same 
meals throughout the day but then on the weekends when i have a little bit more free time that's when i'll change it up and get more variety but during my weekdays i ain't got time to think about what i'm gonna eat i just stick to the same thing and it's really easy and simple so the bottom line is it's good to have variety in your diet but don't think you have to eat like a hundred different types of foods each week stick to a small list of staple foods you use and enjoy and try to create two to four dishes you can alternate in and out of your meal plan. Number two, eat veggies or fruit with most of your meals. Why is this important? Because it increases the volume of your meals, meaning you can eat more food, which will help you stay fuller despite eating in a calorie deficit. Number three, focus on your protein. Try to focus on protein and make it a priority in your meal planning and try to have some per meal. So here's a pro tip for you. Choose a protein source and a side dish that's lower in calories. For example, opt for grilled chicken over fried, top sirloin over ribeye, and get a baked potato over french fries. You know, and finally have plenty of snack friendly protein sources ready for when you're like in a hurry and you don't have time to actually cook something. And here are a few of my favorite uh, quick snacks. I love beef jerky, Greek yogurt. Like I said, I love my protein crisp bars. Um, there's tuna packets in all different flavors. Uh, and also really quickly, hard boiled eggs. Super easy to quickly eat them. Number four, avoid liquid calories. Now, unless you're out with your friends enjoying a few alcoholic drinks, I just don't see the point in wasting calories in liquids. I like to chew my food, you know, and honestly, all they do is add extra calories to your already restrict restricted calorie budget. So here's what I suggest. Just, you know, stick with water, black coffee if you can, or try to keep it around 50 calories per serving. And the reason why I say that is I enjoy my creamer, but I limit how much calories I actually put into my coffee. You know, go for diet soda or zero calorie uh, water mixes or even sparkling water. Try to reserve your calories for solid foods and I promise your belly will thank you for it. <laughs> Honestly, the only time I would drink my calories, like I said before, maybe a little bit in my coffee, but otherwise it would probably be like a protein shake. Like I said before, muscle milk or premier protein are my favorite ones. Number five, pay attention to portions. You know, you shouldn't feel guilty if you're eating fun foods like ice cream or cookies. You know, while they obviously aren't like the healthiest choice, they aren't going to make you gain weight either. You know, most of your foods should come from whole foods, fruits and vegetables. But if you do have foods that are unhealthy, just be sure that you're serving yourself appropriate portion sizes. And this is where a food scale will really, really come in handy if you don't have one already. That's the best investment just to start off that you can buy. You can get one for like 10 bucks at Amazon that we've had like shipped to our door or go to Walmart or Target and buy one for like 20 bucks. Super helpful when measuring out your food. Number six, never miss twice. So the never miss twice habit focuses, focuses on never having two unhealthy meals in a row. If you have a cookie with your lunch, which is totally okay, especially if the cookie's from Subway, <laughs> then make sure your next meal is 100% on point with your vegetables, your lean meat, and some water. Number seven, 
Weigh yourself daily. I know, I know, daily weigh-ins, they suck. (laughs) And sometimes they're mentally painful, but they're even worse if someone, you know, obviously when they bounce up and down in their in their weight, which is, it fluctuates a lot, which is, like I said, it's pretty painful. But let me tell you what, there are benefits for weighing yourself daily. First, it keeps you accountable. And number two, it gives you data so that you can find your weigh-in weekly averages, you know, which are much more accurate of analyzing your weekly weight changes compared to weighing just once a week. So here's what I suggest you do. Write this down. Weigh yourself every single day. First thing you wake up in the morning, use the bathroom, weigh yourself, write it down. And remember the number on the scale doesn't mean much day to day. Again, we're looking at the weekly average. So number one, weigh yourself first thing in the morning, write it down. At the end of the week, take all seven of your weekly measurements, add them up, and then divide it by seven, and this will give you your average weigh in. Now repeat this step, uh, the top two steps, weighing yourself every day and dividing it by seven at the end of the week for like the first month. And then you'll start analyzing your weekly weight averages rather than just daily or once a week. And it's going to give you more accurate number of how much you actually weigh and your progress. And what's healthy is if you lose anywhere from half a pound to two and a half pounds week and you can only know that if you take your weekly average weight i know a lot of times like i'll look at my day-to-day and i'll get so frustrated like oh my gosh if i see that number one more time but at the end of the week i'll do my averages and i'm like wow i'm actually down a pound for the week and i'm super happy and i'm pumped and i'm ready for the next week but i wouldn't have known that if i didn't weigh myself every day and saw my weekly averages so start doing your weekly averages now (laughs) number eight strength strength train two to three times a week if you want to get the most fat loss bang for your exercise buck you need to be resistance training or strength training aka lifting weights two to three times a week you know not only does this burn calories but it also helps you build muscle and lose more weight from fat and number nine move your body every day You know, for most people, the time outside of the gym is their problem. You know, they're, you know, we wake up, we we sit while we're eating breakfast or drinking our coffee, and then we sit as we drive to work, and then we're sitting at work and at lunch, and then we're sitting when we get back home, and then dinner, and then Netflix and chill. So the reality is that most of us are much more sedentary than we believe, and it has a big impact on our metabolism and our daily calorie burn. If you use a fitness tracker like Fitbit, personally, I try to aim for 10 to 15 steps per day. It is probably the best investment I made. I think they're like $100, $150 and I got the Fitbit Versa. I love it. It tracks everything. And like, if I get 250 steps in an hour, it like celebrates and it makes me happy (laughs) and it provides those mini goals. And then that daily goal of 10,000 steps. I love it. Before it you know, I was averaging anywhere from three to 5,000 steps. And as soon as I got my Fitbit, I'm like, okay, what do I have to do to like hit 10,000 steps? And no joke, these last two weeks, I've been going to the gym every single day and I just made it a habit of just walking for 30 minutes. And I'm not even walking fast, like maybe two and a half, three miles per hour, but I'll do that for 30 minutes and no joke, I've been able to hit my 10,000 steps every single day. And that also helps 
uh, with my fat loss and helping me lose weight faster. Finally, number 10, become a planner. Yay, everyone's so excited about that. But seriously, it's a great habit to get into. You know, for many people, the biggest thing holding them back from losing weight and achieving their dream body is a lack of time. But the truth is, there will never be more time. There will always be new priorities popping up that will keep you busy. The solution is to stop waiting for that perfect time to start and make your health and exercise exercise a priority now. And the best way to do that is by planning your nutrition and your exercise schedule for the week. You know, it really comes down to prioritizing your health over your pleasures. You know, that might mean you have to delay watching the newest episode of your favorite show, you know, to get in a workout, or you might have to go to bed an hour early so that you can get up and get in a workout before work. So remember, pick one habit to develop, continue improving until it's automatic, and then move on to another. So honestly, if you take these 10 steps seriously, you know, you can take these habits and they could be formed within the next four to six months. And that can really help you not only lose weight, but also maintain a healthy body for the rest of your life. These 10 steps that I went over, I have been implementing them in my life for the last four years. And that's how I've, not, I've been able to not only lose 50 pounds, but maintain them off. So start doing them now. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. Again, if you enjoy my podcast, if, if, if it's brought value to you, please be sure to like, review it, or share it. My name is Tanya Burton, and I'm here to help you permanently lose weight and enjoy the process. Our next episode will be why you're struggling to lose weight and how to fix it. Again, thank you so much for listening. Until next time.